podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and a very warm welcome to the lounge and club at 22. This is the first of what we hope to be Many monthly shows here on on the podcast where we invite guests on from different areas of Rangers fan content to sit back with a drink of their choice and chat all things Rangers for the month gone by. A joining of the hands across the digital ocean, if you like. I am your host, Scott Carney, and before I introduce an absolute stellar lineup of guests for this first episode, I welcome my right-hand voice here on Club Act 22, Ali Pearson. How are we doing? Good to be back again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a choice, mate. Every time I do a podcast, oh, come on, anyway. So, yeah. and so without further ado, um, the first of the two guests is Rangers fan page royalty. It's Chris from Rangers on Tour. How are you doing, mate? I'm all right. How's it going? Again, <laughs> what I have to keep on stressing to everybody is the fact is that I am one of four admins on Rangers on Tour. I'm the only one that ever appears on camera. I'm the <laughs> desirable face of Rangers on Tour. You are, mate. But, yes, you are. But. So, I am not. A lot of people seem to think that I am specifically Rangers on tour. I was like, no, 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 no. Yes. I initially had written down, mate, the man behind um, Rangers on tour, but then you, you you quickly told me that you're not the only man behind it. But you said, just let me give you the credit anyway, mate, to be fair. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no, no ego here. No ego here. Uh, and last but not least to join the party is Mr. Gallant for himself. Colin McDuff, a man that my missus would give zero thanks to as he gave me my podcast debut. I've now started my own and now all I do is talk about my podcast. But Colin, it's an absolute pleasure to have you, mate. No apology, no surrender. That's the more <laughs> the more Rangers uh, podcast we can get out, the better. But Scott, Ali, Chris, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure for you to, to be here. Uh, as I say, um, we couldn't really ask for I bet a couple of guests to, to kind of start this off. And it's, I say this this podcast really just a laid-back chat, and we're just going to round up everything that's happened with Rangers over the month of February. Um, it's been quite a month. Um, Rangers are in a very commanding position in every way you want to look at, apart from the League Cup, but we don't mention the League Cup. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll just start off with kind of letting you to kind of tell our listeners a bit about yourself. So, Chris, you want to... Chris, what's your name and where'd you come from? yeah i'm chris i'm from the page rangers on tour uh like i said i'm one of one of four admins on on uh, Rangers on tour uh obviously Rangers on tour started in 2012 um i joined three years ago but i've actually been a member since it initially started um so yeah it's been great um you know obviously uh just my my background's been uh, in marketing, so the way the way I kind of I've been kind of dealing with it is kind of as a kind of a marketing way of like how to kind of promote the, the the page and build it and make it bigger than what it is. So since I've been here, uh, we have obviously the page is growing. Uh, we've got a website. We started the We Are Mental Health campaign. We started the YouTube channel, and we uh, started our Instagram page. So. You know, it's just everything's just about constantly writing about Rangers all the time, and it's no, you know, like I said, my my girlfriend's never happy because I'm always I'm always uh, either on my phone or dealing with stuff like this. But yeah, it's 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 good it's good fun, and I've 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 uh, I've met a lot of really cool and interesting people. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cracking page to be fair, and I'm not just saying that because you're on. It's, um, I think it's easily the biggest one out there, is it not? Am I wrong? You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think it is. I think it is as well, but I think because um, we've always kind of, uh, it's always we don't ever be we're never reactionary. We're always kind of like um we'll put stuff out but we always kind of make a point of you don't single out players don't single out the club and stuff like that and i think that's the that's the thing that gets you into a lot of trouble seeing you start like having kind of a personal agendas against certain things uh, yeah. that's 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 when you can get into it plus the fact as well is like obviously we know that um you know the 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 press are always watching and so you've got to really watch what you write what you post what you talk about how you you know so it's you know, so we're we're very much we're very aware of what what we're doing, and and it's very kind of strategic. Um, but yeah, it's just like I said, like um, it's 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 been a great, it's it's been so so interesting in terms of like just meeting such a, a wide range of people, people from all around the world and stuff like that. Like, you know, I've, I've got people who have messaged me who are from like I've got a boy who messaged me who's from Colombia, and he is a massive Rangers fan. He came over here and like to come and hot to go and travel and obviously because of Alfredo Morelos then just adopted Rangers as his club. And so he pure messages me all the time and you know, speak to people in like California, Australia, the Middle East, Africa, and then obviously, you know, every your everyday fans that live in Glasgow or in the Central Belt. So it's yeah, it's great. It's always interesting to kind of see what everybody's perspective is. Did they take any credit for Alfredo coming to Rangers now? No, 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 but I, I probably think my, 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 my biggest claim to fame for Alfredo was was it the the two 0 game. Um I, I said I I always kinda of give everybody a shout and say, Can you give me a match prediction? So I've had a couple of like ex players and stuff like that done it and other kind of prominent YouTubers and other channels and stuff like that and I asked him and he done his in a little bit of English but he then he, he spoke in Spanish. And he actually like spoke directly to Alfredo Morelos. So I uh, I tagged him in, and I tagged him, I tagged his charity, and I tagged his missus. And actually, Alfredo Morelos got back to us. And like usually, when it comes to the first team, like you get nothing from them in terms of social media and interaction. But he messaged back, like you know, like because obviously this video was in Spanish. He was like. Uh, so obviously I said to him and he's like, oh, thank thank you, my friend, you know, uh, you know, big hug and, you know, we are the people and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah, it's, it's stuff. See, it's stuff like that that, that really kind of that I enjoy doing. You know, it's like the, the everyday posting and content and stuff like that. That's just kind of the bread and butter. But it's the getting to meet people and coming on different podcasts and like kind of just. It's, yeah, that's that's what I like, and you can see, you can definitely see why the club sees fan media as the way forward. A hundred percent, mate, and it's the, one of the biggest reasons I'm sitting doing this podcast with, with you just now, man. Um, so that's amazing, mate. Um, really, really cracking insight into what you do, and I, um, I'll say it now, and I'll probably say it at the end as well. But go give it a follow. Uh, Rangers on tour, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you'll find them. Um, give the guys a follow. So we'll move on to Mr. Gallant Few himself, Mr. Colin McDuff. Colin, what's your name? Where'd you come from? <laughs> My name's Colin McDuff. I come for the Gallant Few. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a wee bit about what what your ideas behind the start of the Gallant yeah. Few and that mate and what you when you decided to do it. I but 
probably similar to yourselves, Scott. Um, I started doing a wee bit of podcasting here and there and caught the bug. Um, I'd done a couple of shows for Heart and Hand. Uh, Dave Edgar was nice enough to let me do, like, one summer, a four-part Stephen Gerrard show, and then once a month I would do the Lone Rangers. And since then, like, probably for about 18 months, I was on in my pals after every game, every weekend. Mo will do a podcast. Mo will be a buzz. Mo will do a podcast, and they'll tell me fuck off, basically. And um, it was actually during lockdown uh, they gave in to me through boredom, and... It's coming up for a year. We've been doing the, the Gallant Few, so I once a once a week, uh, usually on a Sunday, we'll just talk about everything that's happened uh, in the in the world of Rangers the previous week. And you know yourselves what being on with is we tend to get bored and put out whatever whatever we fancy in midweek. So next um, couple of months, we're doing some history shows. Uh, we're really looking forward to the one on Monday. We're going to look at the the 1961 Cup Winners Cup finalist team. So stuff like that, and it's just um, kind of, there's five ways that do it, so it's just kind of keep it loose and whatever, any ideas that come for the listeners or whatever we fancy doing, we we go for it. Yeah, it's amazing, mate. As you say, I, you are, you're, my, you're like my sensei, mate, to be honest. Um, you're, you're the reason that I started a podcast, mate. So it was as soon as I started doing it with you, mate, again as well, I absolutely loved it. And then I gave Ali Pearson no choice in the matter. He was doing the podcast with me, so <laughs> he's come along. He's come along for the journey. But yeah, I mean, the, the podcast is great, everybody. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm going, going to say that I'm not going to tell Colin that I think it's shite or anything, but I generally don't think it's shite. Um, but it's, uh, it's it's good. The, the lads are brilliant. Uh, the, the, the Sunday shows are, are great. His, his ideas for the other shows are brilliant as well. And go give them a follow. The gallant few anywhere you get your podcast, you'll be able to find them. So, gentlemen, um, introductions out the way. Ali, you don't want to say anything about yourself. People know who you are if they're listening nah, to this podcast, don't they? Nah, I thought no, I'm a prick, so it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, we'll jump into the, the month gone by for Rangers. So, we'll start on the kind of SPL stuff, really. Um, it's been it's been a good month, really. If you'd have said at the end of the month we, we wouldn't, we'd still be unbeaten, I would have bit your hand off for it. So, um, we kind of started off the, the, the start of the month with a... Rangers kind of entered into February, really not in the. We were in form in the fact that we were winning games, but we're not really in the in the kind of free free flowing scoring Rangers that we'd come to expect. And we kind of started off with um, St Johnston at Ibrooks. It was right at the start of February, and it was a Hadji that made the difference that day. But again, Ali, are you are you are you disappointed? Well, obviously you're not disappointed, but would were you disappointed at the performances back then? Do you think Rangers needed to do more? No, because we all get told, I know we're talking about January here, but we all get told when Rangers hit January, apparently we were going to self-destruct once again. This is what Celtic were clinging on to. I would have been quite happy having one nils all at the end of the season, to be honest. That, that's how you win titles. I mean, all of us have grown up around Walter Smith. I mean, you, you see how he. I mean, you see how we played football back then. I mean, it's not. It's nothing like how we watch Rangers now. I mean, Rangers now are a proper footballing team. They're good to watch. You're going to have these rough patches, but that's what winning titles is about. To be honest, grinding these one nil wins out, and a lot of them, I can say it was one nil. But if you actually watch the game back, a lot of them should have been two, three nils. To be honest, and it's the way these teams set up, and. The, by then, they twigged on Tab and Barisic as our main weapons coming down the side, and they restricted that a wee bit a lot of these teams. So I know we moan about Rangers 
in the last four, five, six weeks in it takes twenty minutes to sort of get going. But I think it's really Rangers <clears throat> figuring out the opposition, what they are doing. And then once we figure it out, we tend to unlock the puzzle to be honest. Yeah. I love how you say things as if you're a pure like yeah, you're a calm man when it comes to about football and stuff. It, honestly, if I could share oh. the stuff that Ali sends me during a match, honest man, you would think we were getting beat at points. I'm like, Ali, mate, we're two 0 up, mate. I we need a third. We need a third so I can relax and enjoy the last half an hour. No, like, oh, you know, right. no, do you know the problem? The problem is this season is so massive, and I've, yes, I've said before, it'll be the biggest title in my lifetime for me. And you've all, we've always said this bloody scar tissue thing. I mean. You've always you always had that wee doubt in the back of your head that you know, they, they could self-destruct Rangers. So, and I never thought they would, to be honest, watching Rangers. They're, they're different this year, Rangers, but you've always got that wee doubt. And I, I think it always goes back to previous seasons because we're not used to doing this all the time under this team, but... Yeah, that's true. It, it, yeah. That's why I'm shite myself all the time. Yeah, I get it, mate. I've, we've we've raved on about it. I don't know how long, and the scar tissue is something that's it's in the back of your head. But Chris, I'll come to you, mate. So the, obviously we speak about obviously Rangers grinding out the kind of one nils and not playing high high flying football. You're you're a tad older than me, mate, and you you've seen Walter Smith, you've seen nine in a row. Rangers didn't go every game of a league winning every game and not dropping points and that. So Ali's probably right, mate. They grinded out one now, so I'll take that for the rest of the season, no bother. I think the fact is you've got to take the, the words of um Walter Smith's good friend, Alex Ferguson. You know, um strikers win you games, defenders win you leagues. Yeah. And that and that's and that's what it's about. You know, and I think because we live in this social media age where everybody, the moment is a, a result. Of it. Again, you know, I follow a lot of different pages. And once you start talking to people and you can figure out how old they are, you understand their reaction to things. Whereas, like, I, I keep on saying to people, like, I remember going to Aberdeen, Dundee away, Dunfermline away and stuff like that. And in the back of your head, you're going, one nil. I'm quite happy with a one now, and I don't care if we stink the place out. It's about three points at this time of the year. Um, I think obviously as well as like um, like I'm in a group chat. Well, I'm in a group chat with the boys on the page, but I'm also I'm on a group chat with the boys from uh, True Blue Loyal as well. And and again, I'm always like my my thing is uh, I can, you can always get a sense within the first five ten minutes of how the team's playing of whether or not you're at it or you're not. And I think that even these games at one nils, just watching the structure of the team, the build-up play, how everybody knows what they're supposed to do, what they're supposed to do, and how like you know, the whole you know recycling the ball and stuff like that. Like that, this is this has been an evolution, a three-year evolution to get us to this point. Obviously, would have loved it if we'd have just right out of the gate, Gerard smashed it, and we won in the first season, but. I think I'm a strong believer of you find out more about people when you put them under pressure than you start winning. And I think that's clearly obvious what's happening on the other side of the city. You've got a team that's had nothing but unmitigated success and the first time they've really, really, really been put under pressure, they've collapsed. And I think that's the difference between us and them this season. The fact is that we have got... We're not scared of anybody. 
there's nobody there's nobody we're afraid of like we could we could go out and we'll play the exact same way against Ross County the same way we'll play against uh, Benfica you know that's yeah and, that, and, that, yeah. and that's that and that's it and I think the fact is like obviously the first couple of seasons you're sitting there looking at going oh, but then look at Gerard and this and that and I think the fact is for his first couple of seasons I think a lot of players were very intimidated by Gerard so I think now they realise that he really, really trusts them. And I think the fact is when you've got a guy who's not only just a good football player, a generational football player can turn around to you and say, you're a really good football player. The sky's the limit. The sky's the absolute yeah. limit for you. Yeah, you made the point, mate, the defenders win your leagues. Um, Alan McGregor wins you the Europa League. So you heard it here first, everybody. Alan McGregor's going to win us the Europa League, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you're 100% right, mate. And I think the, the different reports that you hear from people that have had kind of close interactions with Gerard and stuff, uh, again, obviously, I'll, I'll name drop David Egger from heart and hand, but he said before he's got the aura, he's got the the aura around him. When he walks into a room, everybody takes notice that he's walked into a room, and that's the kind of manager that Rangers deserve. That's the kind of manager that Rangers need to have. That man, that man, where he's the he's the he's the guy we all look to to to, to take us the way that we want to go. And I think it's massively important. I mean, I'm intimidate, intimidated by Steven Gerrard even when I watch him in an interview. Do you know what I mean? I'm like. It's like I've loved Steven Gerrard for years before Rangers days um, in his time at Liverpool and stuff. I've been a massive fan and I'm a huge Gerrard fanboy and I don't hide it. I really am, but I'm 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 a boy here away from getting a Steven Gerrard tattoo in my face, by the way. Like, I'm close. <laughs> I'm not far away from doing it. So, I, Colin, um, are you kind of in agreement with, obviously, what we've been kind of speaking about, that you'll take a kind of 1-0 win for the rest of the season? Um, I've, I was just thinking there, see if in like 10 years' time and we're doing the lounge and we're reviewing back the season of 55, this is, we're going to look at all these 1-0 wins and scraping through games and it's going to be, we're going to talk about character, we're going to talk about you know, that this like league-winning team just having belief that they can get it done anyway. I've no, apart from Dundee United, I've not enjoyed a league game since December. I've hated every minute of it. I really have. Um, I, I know in my heart of hearts that when I look back at this season, it's going to, everything's, you know, when you take the emotion out of it, it, it does look better. When you take the emotion out of it, like the games against, that we're going to come on to, like St. Johnson, Commander, Rangers, Rangers didn't really look too much in trouble, but when you're watching it, I, I just can't enjoy it. But what Ali said there, it's that scar tissue. I remember um, Walter Smith last season and Rangers would play fairly well for the first 55 minutes every game at Ibrox, then just down tools at 2-0. And it was it was horrible watching, but you never once thought that they were going to drop points. You had that belief because they'd been there and done it. And it's just because of the scar tissue the last few seasons. So three games time, I'll start enjoying the football, but right now I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an absolute wreck every game. <laughs> I, I, again, mate, we're all, we're all pretty much in the same boat, I think, and it's I'm I, I tend to not during a match I tend not to get too bad. It's more before the match that it proper hits me. I think even doing obviously since we started doing the podcast, you kind of watch a game differently as well because you've got to look at a lot more than what you usually do, Colin. You'll know yourself that for making the kind of the shows that we we plan to do as well on on the network, it's you look at a game differently, so. A lot of the time, you're 
the emotion's still running through you, but you're more concentrating as well on, okay, what just happened there, what just happened there. I still celebrate, I still go fucking mental when Rangers score, don't get me wrong, like, still go ballistic, and then I've got to spend two minutes frantically writing something down during a replay of a goal, because I'm like, oh, I've missed that, and I need to quickly write something down, but uh, I'm still a fan, I'm, I'm, of course I am, it's, and it, it, it comes first, the emotion of it all comes first, but... Yeah, you're, you're probably right, mate. I mean, I'm kind of glad lockdowns happened, to be honest, because it means I don't need to sit with Ali and watch football because he's a hard man to sit and watch football with, to be honest. You, you end up deaf on one side. One year's definitely deaf because Ali shouts like... Ali shouts as if he's at the game. Remember when you're, like, your dad used to shout at the telly? That's, like, Ali is the definition of that, man. He, <laughs> uh, he shouts at the telly you. constantly. Uh, yeah, your neighbours probably do hate you, mate. They probably hate me as well, mate, from the times we've had at yours, to be honest. But yeah, again, everything that we spoke about is probably true. The, the, the real character of, of this team definitely came out this month. It definitely, especially after the kind of next game that we come to, and it was the, the, the one each draw with Hamilton, which is arguably the worst performance of the season, um, including the, the St. Murren game. We were awful. and there's, I don't think anybody can say anything different from that. It was not the Rangers that we, we've kind of we've come to expect and especially under Gerard and especially this season, some of the football's been outstanding. So, Chris, I'll come to you first on this. Were you a wee bit shaky on the Hamilton game or were you thinking this is just a, it's just nothing, we'll get past it, we'll move on? Again, I'm just... I can see players... I can see teams how like they set up and you can tell that everything that we do has been methodically planned out from the training ground. You know, and sometimes... Sometimes the games just don't go your way, you know. And I think that's the th- I think that's the thing is obviously like this. Obviously at the start of the season, or the press were all banging on about ten in a row, ten in a row, ten in a row. In my mind, it's never been about ten in a row. It's always been about us winning fifty-five. Like every season, every season since we came back into the top flight, it's always been about winning the league. And and obviously like. You read that uh, you read an interview with Mark Warburton about the first game against Hamilton at home and the big we're going for fifty five and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah and he was like oh no I, 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 I thought that was terrible the fans done this but you know this that this is the pro this this is the difference between being at other clubs you know everybody wants to go and play for Rangers or Celtic or Manchester United or Chelsea or Liverpool it's the expectation that will destroy you as a football player and that's the thing is like pure. Like there, there are teams that will be quite happy to finish mid-table. There will be teams that don't. They'll be quite happy to not get relegated. Whereas if you're a fan of Rangers Football Club, you look at you look at the draw, and there's 38 games in the season, and you look at it and go, yeah, we're going to win 38 games. Like there's even a there's even a contemplation of a draw or dropping points. Everyone's like, no, 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 we're going to win every game here. So I think that. Um, I think a, a, a lot. Of, I think a lot of times, especially with social media, it's all everything's all hyped up, and it's a kind of a weird echo chamber of emotions that people like. That, that if you if you look at it, everybody's all on edge, and I think that I think it's a large part of the fan base that just want to get it done. I want it done. I want it finished. I want to get this trophy over and done with, and that's it. It's finished. But you know, you've got to, you've got to kind of just embrace it. You've got to. You know that this this is the thing. It's like I, I, I want to see is you know um, those obviously we'll talk about this later on. But you know the the game against Dundee United, uh, Gerald came out and said that there was a situation and the players figured it out themselves, and that's what you want. You don't like there's only so much that the, the coaches and the manager can do. 
bunch of players cross that white line, and that's what we've got now. We've got a bunch of players who know exactly what's expected of them, what's, what what they need to do, and they'll just keep going. And sometimes you will have those games that, you know, it's just know your day. But, mate, again, obviously at the time, and I'm very much the same, but I'm, I'm like, I draw as a disaster. You're a Rangers fan. Everybody, as soon as Rangers drop points, it's a disaster. Oh, my God, Rangers have dropped points. Everybody goes off on one. It's, it's a draw away against Hamilton. Okay, it's not the it's not the worst result. I mean, in terms of where Hamilton were sitting in the league, they were sitting bottom, but they're trying their hardest to survive. And it, Rangers is a cup final. Rangers are coming to town. It's their cup final. They want to stop the run the Rangers are on. And looking back on it now, mate, it's it has obviously just been one of them games, but it was all just magnified and again it probably just jumps back to how desperate we all are as well and it's, it's quite easy for us all just to go oh no it's a draw that's it and it's what but I mean we've obviously been helped by the absolute shark throwing meltdown that's happened I mean they've obviously I don't that's a whole podcast in itself talking about what they've been through and I'll never do one on it to be honest but I'm very cautious of the, of this this year, I don't want any of the focus to be on them. The focus of this year has to be on Rangers because we haven't just been good and they've been bad. We have been fucking tremendous and they've been bad. Uh, they don't really that's come into the Brian, equation. That's what, that's what Brian Loudrup said in his article. He says that the, big, the biggest problem with this season is that uh, so many people are going to focus on the crash of Celtic, more so the consistent professionalism of Rangers. But, yeah, I just... Again, it's just you've got a you 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 sit like you 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 look back at the DVDs and stuff like that of old 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 seasons and stuff like that. You look at all the old players and stuff like that, and like every time Jorg Alberts touched the ball, he was amazing. Every time Gaza touched the ball, honestly, go back and watch those games in full. Even old firm games, you go and watch those games and some of the defensive errors we make, the passing, the position and stuff like that. You know, it's like. But because of like because of like nostalgia, we've got we've built these guys up in our head like pure every time these guys walked on the pitch they just obliterated everybody, and 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 that's and that's not the case and obviously that's you're putting a lot of pressure on the players they've got now because they're kind of like you're never going to be Lorenzo yeah. Lamoruso you're never going to be Paul Gascoigne you're never going to be Ali McCoyst, but the fact is that you know Gerald's got his side. And this team is he's taking this time, he's getting rid of the players he doesn't want, he's brought in the players he does want, and everybody's all working to a main goal. And also the fact is, I think a lot of people need to remember about this season is COVID has decimated football clubs. So there's football cl- Getting relegated this season isn't just on all we get relegated. Any team that drops out of this top league and goes down to the championship... Financially, like obviously hearts are, hearts are okay because hearts are bankrolled by a, a wealthy investor. But, you know, like Hamilton don't have that. So if Hamilton go down, so they've got, so at this time of the year, everybody's fighting, everybody's fighting for their life and all these teams want to finish in the top half of the league or stay in the league. So you're not going to get any easy games. You know, so it's it's, it's not going to be that way. I'd, I would love to turn up and watch the games and, and roll teams over three, four, five, nothing every week. But they, they've they've got an adjective that's in their mind that is just as prevalent as ours. And yes. for them for them to get that for them to get that point or whatever, then that's that that's that's good for them. You know, look, look, Hamilton got a draw 
against us, and it was the last home game for four home games. And you know they went and beat Motherwell in the derby, and you know so, so you know that kicked them on. Yeah, it definitely you know, so did. So you're right, mate. As I say, as, and again, it kind of goes back to the point as well that Rangers is everybody's cup final, um, and it's definitely not a disaster in the, the, the grand scale of things. Colin, um, we'll, we'll move on to the next game. Um, we'll, we'll obviously don't want to spend too much time on the the kind of disappointing result of the month, if you like. Not that it was that bad, to be honest. But we'll move on to um, Rangers and Kumar, Rangers v Kilmarnock at Ibrox and the, the Ryan Jack wonder goal. Um, Jacko comes back like he's not missed a beat, mate, and slots into the team. Like he's he's never left. Scott, see my notes in this, and um, I, I tried I tried to do my homework, Chris, but the only note I've got under this game is Ryan Jack. So, so I've got. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> uh, what more can you say? No, this this has gone back to my earlier point. See the cold light of day, and I, I was nervous watching this game, and I was like, come on, I wanted a I wanted a reaction after Hamilton. Going back and re-watching the game afterwards, we were so comfortable in this game, and you know I think we did get a reaction to Hamilton. The the Hamilton result, I was I, I, I thought we were we were due to on points because we weren't really good for a couple of months, but we we put in a performance against Kilmarnock, I think, and the it's kind of uh, it's kind of fitting that we only won one nil because the the only goal of the game was uh, it's the only thing worth talking about really. It, it absolutely deserves this to steal the headlines. I remember we were talking about in the pod about this. Ryan Jack, like, I wouldn't need to ask Ryan Jack to hit a penalty in target when he first signed for Angels. He, he wasn't, he, wasn't he renowned for his shooting. I don't even think he was renowned for his passing. I, I think it was McAdam that texted me saying that I did, when we first signed him, didn't think he should kick the ball 10 yards. But that is just what a terrific, terrific finish. What I love about this, see, as soon as the ball comes out, before he even touches it, he knows what he's doing. He positions his body to take the touch and then he's already swiveling round to try and volley it. That's just... And Chris, I think it might have been you that said it earlier about players having the belief when somebody like Stephen Gerrard has the belief in you. Ryan Jack doesn't, Ryan Jack doesn't try that if he doesn't have the utmost confidence in his ability and that's instilled by Stephen Gerrard and we'll come on to it and the the next couple of games as well. It's good to see he's finally shooting for outside the box. How many <laughs> times the last three years have Rangers just went through the left-hand side of the 18-yard box, passed it five times over the other 18-yard box, kicked over to Jimmy Bell and then back again. And <laughs> I just the absolute refusal to shoot for anywhere outside the six-yard box. Um, it's good that you know there's a bit of gallusness, there's a bit of belief in their ability and. Delighted for Ryan Jack to return like that. Um, and I think it's unfair just to focus on that. Ryan Jack was really good that game. It, it, was, it, was, a, it was a really good performance. And that really cemented how much we how much we missed him in the last few months. Oh, unfortunately, for him, it was, unfortunately for him, it was the third best goal of the season. <laughs> I know. How, how mad is that? Any other, any other year than this, we're already giving him the trophy, but there's... Aye, there's so the many contenders. Do you mean the, 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 the goal against Livingston? Oh man, oh what a goal! Honestly, every time That's you see that, that goal back, it's just unbelievable. It's un, it's class beyond beyond anything else, man. Like the, you might lose it in the legs, but you don't lose it in the brain, really. It's that goal's that's tremendous. Is that your goal of the season, Cash? 
No, 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 no. I, I, I think that what they'll do at the end of the season, they'll obviously give Kamar Roof the goal of the yeah. season. But I think, I think what they'll do is they'll probably create an award for like league goal of the season. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I, I'm a huge fan of um, Ryan Jack's goal against Ross County oh, with 19 passes. And also, I'm a huge fan of uh, Kamara's goal against St Johnston. Just yep. that pass Maribo and and how Kamara didn't even like break his stride. He didn't battle the ball. He literally just guided it into the back of the net. It was just such a silky goal. But that's the thing I think it's going to be. I think that's the end of the season going to be even more so because obviously after the Antwerp game, there's big calls for uh, Alfredo to get the FIFA Fair Play Award. And I just think, <laughs> I just think the fact is that I think the fact is between. Uh, Celtic and the Scottish press, the fact is that if Kamar Roof wins goal of the season and Alfredo Morelos wins <laughs> sportsman of the season, that'll just, that'll just, that's it. That's it. That'd, be, that'd be brilliant. That'd be shithouse in the top order, that from us. That really would. Um, I would say even the, last, the third goal last night as well by Rangers and the Ryan yeah. Kent goal. Oh, I mean, that move, we'll come on to that. I'll leave that and we'll, we'll come on to that. So we'll move on to the, the Dundee United game um, before we jump into Europe. Um, Ali, 4-1 at Ibrox. Um, back to back to winning with a bit of a plum, if you like. Um, and the, the Joe Aribo show really kicks into gear. Yeah, I mean, I've blown smoke up Joe Aribo's arse for God knows how many weeks Joe Aribo. I, I think he's... When he's on his when he's on his game, Joe Aribo, he's I think he's unplayable for for a, such a big guy. He's got such a great touch. The way he can drop a shoulder, he beat a guy. I just wish he would shoot more sometimes because he's got it in his locker. He scored a couple of goals similar to that previously, and I think he said himself that he's been told he needs to shoot more. In fact, he said that goal against he scored against Dundee United. He said he was out practicing, so no, he was outstanding that that game and. It was. Uh, I mean, I said, I hope Europe, the return of Europe, would try and would kickstart Rangers again, and that was coming into the starting Europe and stuff. So, and they did. They scored four goals, Rangers. I mean, previously we'd been winning. It was a stat kicking about the last. It was the last five home games before that. Something we'd won. Was it one nils or something? It was something like that. So we weren't yeah, yeah. we weren't scoring many goals, but and. I actually give a bit of credit to Dungeon United. I mean, I said on our pod, I would give credit to Dungeon United. I, I thought they came and actually tried to have a go at Rangers and play football rather than Kilmarnock came, sat back, didn't really offer much apart from maybe the last 20 minutes because it's 1-0 like these teams do. So I, I'll, I said when we were when Dungeon United came, I said this will suit Rangers. Because the way they're not set up, Dungeon United, the way Mickey Mellon plays, they're not set up to sit in like your Kilmarnocks, these other teams are just sitting against us. And it kind of played that way. It was very similar to the first home game we played Dungeon United, where it was 4 0. And again, the first 15 20 minutes, they pressed us really high up the park and did quite well. And But once we get that goal in front of them, it, it's, it knocks the stuff on out of them. And obviously, we went on to win by, by quite a few. And obviously, Alan McGregor helped us out that day too. But no, I thought it was a really good performance for Rangers and Joe Aribo in particular. I mean, I like him in the front three. I know a lot of guys like him in the midfield three because he's deeper. He can then drive with a ball from deeper. I think we shoehorn him into the midfield three because Hadji's come on to such a game now that he needs to play up in the front three now. So 
me personally, I prefer Joe Rebo in the front three, but I see why Gerard does it. He's, he's kind of said we, we play him slightly deeper to put a Hadji in because that's what Joe Rebo would usually kind of play on the right-hand side. And I think Hadji, to be honest, just talking about Hadji there, since just before Christmas where he appeared, he was so far out of the picture at Rangers at one point and fair play to the boy. He's come right back in and he's he's made himself undroppable again, Hadji, but... No, it was a great game, that one, and yeah, we'll obviously come on to how Rangers have played after that, but starting <laughs> to score starting to score goals was um, was a positive for me. Definitely, mate. I think the Joe Adibo and even Gerard in his comments after it said that Adibo's back now and he's back to like being a hundred percent and there was a press conference as well. Um, I think it was before the I think it was before the Antwerp game where Aribo said himself that he'd obviously struggled a wee bit coming back from injury at the time and kind of mentally didn't really know how to cope with it. And Gerard had spoke to him and said, look, he's been there, he's been through this, he knows what it's going to be, but just take your time, be patient, and it will come back. Joe Aribo's a very special player um, to me. I think there's little men that I've seen, and I'm talking the whole time that I've watched Rangers, that can control a ball and manipulate a ball the way that he does, and the way that he's, like, it's Velcro feet, do you know what I mean? It's stuck to his feet, it doesn't matter how many players in front of him, he, he really is a, a great talent, and he's he's kicked on something something amazing for us, really, to be honest, and he's he's really shown his, his, true, his true potential. He, I think, in terms of him in the front three and the, the midfield three, I, I'm, I'm not fussed either way. I 100% get that Hadji's also come onto a game and um, I'm glad of that. And Hadji, I think, is... I'm not being around the bush. I think everybody in this team pretty much is bought into the cause now. Um, I think everybody realises what it's about. They realise what the, the philosophy of football Gerald and the team are trying to get across to them. And we've built something that everybody in that team... Um, knows what to do, knows where to be, knows how we're going to play, knows when we're going to press, when we're not going to press, etc, etc. And I'll agree with people in the press that are saying it. It doesn't matter who's in that team. They know what that role is. It doesn't matter if they're playing the left-hand side of the midfield, the right-hand side of the midfield, the, the deep liar in the midfield, in the front three. It doesn't matter where they are. Every single person is aware of the, their job and we're so well drilled as a football team. I mean, it's just like, obviously the coaching staff, and we've heard rumours about the we heard rumours as Michael Beale was coming, how good he was and how much people he's kind of he's got so much praise behind him. He's he's coming with a, a lot of kind of um, kind of big hype around him, and he's only went and proved himself right. To be honest, I think the the, the way Rangers play football is um, really pleasing him, and it clicks and it works. It's tremendous to watch. So, so gentlemen, see on see on that carry point. On, go on, go. That's um, I find that's absolutely massive because. That's from the first team all the way down to the the, the youth development, the women's setup. That's absolutely a club philosophy. Now that's not just this season, and that's that's why it's so important. This is something that's got to be with the club when Gerard moves on, when Michael Beale moves on. Uh, that this has been three, four, five years in the making, and that's what the that's what the board wanted to put in place when they first tear in. You know, speaking to my best pal Dave King a few weeks ago, but that's um, <laughs> but that's what I said that like when you, the fuck, you had to get that in there, mate, didn't you? You had to get that in there, mate. Did you not get the memo? I'm only coming on unless um, I tell you about <laughs> it. Yeah, but that's that. That's something that's really important to remember. Like we've been building not just to not just to win the, the league title once and then allow Celtic to go and try and dominate again. We've been 
you know, we've put this in place uh, from top to bottom, and that's no coincidence. That doesn't just happen over a season where you can play Kemal Roof or Haji or Rebo all on the right hand side. That, that doesn't just happen over a season where you can play any six midfielders in the midfield and they all know. It's not quite the Dutch total football, but that's um, it, it feels like a proper football club. It doesn't just feel like, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, it doesn't feel like a one season at all. It feels like we're actually, but you can see the foundations that they were talking about with like Ross Wilson and stuff as well. You're spot on, mate, and I think your best pal Dave King, mate, has said it, and it's the it's the the scene that's circling everywhere. It's like the pack of cards, mate, and it's what's happened to them. And he fully believes that we'll kick on and be successful for a number of years to come. And it's hard to disagree with them. Um, again, without spending too much time talking about them, but they've got a massive job in their hands to try and rebuild this. If Rangers recruit again well in the summer, um, and I expect a lot of players to go out, I think Rangers have to obviously balance things out, weigh things out the way the, the club's obviously being run. Um, it's obviously the way the model that we're going on, and I, I totally respect that. But if we get our recruitment right, and I've got no doubt that we will, because I, I fully trust in what Gerard and Ross Wilson are, are doing, then, yeah, they've they've got a lot to try and cut, catch up with us. And the, the blue tsunami's been coming for a while, and it's it's finally arriving, and we're about to turn Scotland blue again. Yeah, thank Fuck. <laughs> it's been a long ten years. <laughs> but we're glad to be back. So we'll move on to the Europa League, gentlemen. And fucking hell, these two games are something to talk about, are they not? So obviously the, the first leg was away against um, against Antwerp in, in the last 32. This game had VAR decisions, ref decisions, their keeper. Um, again, this is really a podcast in its own, their keeper. The, the seven minutes of terror at the end of the first half, the terrible penalty decision... Tavon Roof getting injured, Rangers coming from behind to win, Kent finding his shooting boots. I mean, where, where do we start with, with, with this one, Chris? Where, where, are we, where are we going to start with the, the first leg of the Europa League? Well, the, the big thing about that game is is that you're in the last 32 of a knockout tournament, so everybody's there to win. Like, yeah. you, you'll, have, you'll, have, you'll, have, you'll have teams that go into the Champions League in Europa, and they're just quite happy to be there. So obviously, uh, Gerald's got a mindset of we're going to do better every season, and that's you know. So the first to, to go from uh, the, the first round to the group stage in his first season, it, was it only seven teams have ever done that? Uh, and then he does it in the two years in a bounce, and then that season he goes to the last sixteen as well. So um, he's definitely kind of set a challenge to his players and a demand and an expectation to them. Uh, I think again, watching watching that game, I think that the, the, some of the refereeing decisions in the, the first game was absolutely—I I don't know what was going on. I think he, I think he won a competition Ludic- to be Ludic- a referee. Ludicrous decisions, some of them, mate. But at the same time, like you said there as well, like Tab going off and Roof going off and stuff like that. Like if if, if you were any other team in British football to turn around and say, "Oh, you're going to lose your captain, you're going to lose your your midfield engine player." And you're going to lose probably one of your best in-box strikers, but we still go out and won five-two. You know, like, yeah. what what other team out there is going to go turn around and go right? Okay, we've lost Ryan Jack, but okay, we'll still get these guys and we can still put put these guys here together. No, but, but no, absolutely huge respect for Leon Balogun. You know, like obviously, you know he's. He, he, he can play right back, but he's mostly to, to, to playing in the uh, in the middle beside uh, Goldson. But I thought, you know, I thought he's he's 
he's put an absolute shift in for us, and I think that's the difference. As the fact is that, that a lot of a lot of managers put square pegs in round holes, and obviously we'll hop back to Walter Smith, and that's what Walter Smith used to do. Walter Smith used to get players who were out of the team for months and get a big game at them, or turn around and say somebody right, see today I need you to play left back, and they do it. Yeah, and that's and that's and that that's that is the big difference, you know. And I think that um. I think the fact is that like, obviously there will be fans who will be, you know, with guys like Aribo and Haji and Kent, and they'll be like, oh, they're not doing this, not doing that. But they're the moment players. They're the players that are going to turn something out of absolutely nothing. You know, so you're, you're not going to get 90 minutes of them. And again, you know, we look, look back at it. Did you think Ronald De Boer's going to be chasing back, you know, <laughs> to, to clear the ball off the line? No. You know, was Gabriel Amato that guy? No, he wasn't. No, no. You know, you know, but Paul Gascoigne wasn't that guy. Brian Loudrup wasn't that guy. These were these were the guy. Like we had Hadji's that guy that will try, and and he's got so much confidence in his ability. He's willing to try anything. Plus the fact as well is he's a guy. He's not only just joined this a big football club in Rangers, like. He's got the biggest of big shadows. Like any player could possibly <laughs> look pure. Like his dad was phenomenal. Tremendous, yeah, he was. Phenomenal yeah. football player. So I think that him being at Rangers is the absolute right atmosphere for him to be at. He's getting trained by guys who know how to get the best out of him. Same with him, same with Ryan Kent, same with Joe Rebo. You know, that's, that's what we're going to get that. These guys know, and, and and everybody knows their job. Look at Morelos last season, scoring goals, scoring goals, and then his form dropped off. This season, he's just been an absolute terror all season. But I'm still, I still also, I'm a, I'm a belief as well, like we're saying about the one 0 games. I think that the whole COVID thing has really worked out for us because, you know, we've all been to Ibrox at times, and you know the the, the grumblers. Yes. Are very quick, whereas like like I said, I'll watch the games and obviously people in the group chat and they're all freaking out and oh, we're playing terrible. But you're watching the game and going, no, we're going to get a goal here or something's going to happen here. But you know, you'll you know you'll, you'll go to those games. You can imagine that game against Dundee United, the first ten fifteen minutes, the place would have been full of people just screaming their nut off. You know, and it's just like, don't worry about it. We've got this. We'll figure it out. You know, and I think that's yeah. that's the big thing. That's the big thing, and I think obviously this team, once they cross that line, once they once they get over the finish line, and get that league, and then people if people do get back into the stadium, then it'll be like, oh good, now we get to entertain people. Yeah, you, you're you're. I think I think the the lack of crowd makes a it's a it's a big it's a big talking point to be honest because. There is a lot of grumblers at Ibrooks. I mean, I think we all go to Ibrooks, so we know what it's like, and it's it can be horrible sometimes. And I, I've heard some people round about me after ten minutes we've not scored, and they're going off the nut, and every straight stray pass or anything is kind of jumped on, and it obviously shouldn't be like that. It's not the way we should be trying to support this team and trying to make sure that they're um, they're pushing the right direction. So yeah, it probably has helped in a, in a lot of ways, and. 
you're right, especially the start of like the. I mean, even even the one 0 games, Ibrox and that mate, but there's still there's going to have been people that were going off their nut about it and going off going off their heads. I, I'm very much just won the game and that, that that's enough for me, um, especially in the league in terms of that. But Ali, the, we'll jump back to the onto the Europe game, so the three four um the well, the three four game if you like uh, in Belgium, one of the craziest European matches you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, it's way up there. I mean, I, I've I've told you for day one. Rangers will kill me one day, um, <laughs> just with my heart rate. And I thought that night, uh, it was going to be that night. I was going to, that would be me. And I'd miss out in 55 and Everton. But it was, uh, no, I mean, like Chris says, I mean, the referees, we had, we had VAR as well. We had VAR in, the, in it as well. I mean, the, the first half, I mean, we, in our pod, we said VAR must have been switched off the first half because... <laughs> It was a clear penalty after a couple of minutes, and then the penalty against Davis was extremely soft, and the refereeing um, display was woeful, to be honest. But I was just one of these crazy games, to be honest. But I mean, we've seen a couple of crazy games with Rangers in Europe over the last couple of years, I and mean, you can look back to to Braga, Ibrox when we were two and L down and out, and everyone thought, oh, Christ, and they could have won by. About three or four at one point, Braga. I mean, they had us right in the ropes and we come back. You can look back to Benfica this season. There's uh, was Spartan Moscow the year before and we should have won that and lost it. So there's been a few kind of mad games. But no, I mean, for a neutral, that game was must have been a brilliant game to watch. For us, it wasn't the best to watch. But to me, it, it defined Rangers this season. It showed character. This Rangers team has a lot of character. When when they go when they go behind, which isn't very often to be honest, they come back and show what they're all about. And that Rangers team probably went in two one down. Gerard probably said to him, "You're better than this team," and they are better than Antwerp. I thought Antwerp were were decent, but we've played a hell of a lot better teams in Europe. And he's probably said to them, "You're better than them. Go out and show them." And they were kicked. But they were two one down, three two down. Still came back and. It just shows what this Rangers team's about this season and why they will win the league this season. I know we always harp on about last year and the scar tissue and that, but this is the reason why this Rangers team isn't... They're not going to fall away this season. They've been absolutely outstanding. and I mean, you'll come on to the game last night, but to win 4-3 away in Europe, four away goals, I know the defending at times isn't great, but it was just the way that game was. It was so open, but... Nah, good game of football. Wasn't it great for the old ticker, but yeah, I was I was just happy with the character Rangers showed. I can agree more, mate. That that put me through the mill that game. I'm not going to lie. Uh, by the end of it, I was exhausted. Then we done the podcast straight after it, and I was done in, man. But I was I, I was that way that I was done in after I'd finished done everything. I went down, lay down on, lay down in bed, and just stared at the ceiling. Just because like the adrenaline that was going through you, do you know what I mean? I was like, oh. and then in my head I was going, we've just, we've came from behind twice in the Europa League, away in Belgium, we've scored four goals, four away goals, I mean, this doesn't happen, this isn't like, this is not something that we're used to, but the character is, the character is, is huge by Rangers, and again, well, just, the, the, the ref... Just, I'll, sorry, sorry, Kai. I mean, look, sorry, look, look, look back to... Walter Smith in Europe. I mean, look back to our run to the UEFA Cup final. How many times did we get nil-nil draws and away in that? Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was horrible to watch. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, it was a horrible run to Manchester. I mean, I remember yeah. at Ibrox all the time, and it was bloody nil-nils, and you nick a goal away from home, or it was 
it's a complete opposite of what we are used to watching growing up the Rangers in Europe. A complete flip. And I mean, in terms of Europe, I mean, I mean, teams will not want to play Rangers. They won't want to play. I mean, they, I mean, there was a video of. Um, um, which you call them Sparta Prague apparently they're playing I don't know what it was today I don't know if they were celebrating getting Rangers or whatever but nobody would want Rangers at all not even your big team my Man United's AC Milan's if they'd got us they wouldn't have wanted us because we're a, we're a different animal in Europe it turns Rangers on Europe to be honest <laughs> what sexually you mean? aye both aye it turns me on as well I know I get that that's fair news um, so, ah, it was an absolutely insane game of football. It, it really was. But and, uh, Ali, you've just said there that um, the Rangers will win the league this season. I think that's the first time you've said this on a podcast, yeah. mate. Yeah, I think it is. it is. I don't think you've said it before. Ali's been one of the ones. I'm not well, saying been, it yet. I'm not well, saying I've it been, yet. No, well, I've been like calling to be honest because all these games I'm watching, I'm <laughs> fucking shite myself as well. It's because you're so close to it. You can just a bit touch it, but. No, 18 points, it's stunned. Oh, it's stunned, there's no doubt about it. We said it today, mate, we were out a walk today, I said the same, I said, it's done, man, like, there's no chance of it, um, there's no chance Rangers not doing this, so we'll move on today, we'll move on to last night, um, well, Thursday night, if you like, um, the second leg of the, the Europa League. Colin, I'll come to you, um, before the, the game even kicked off, there was controversy right from the start, obviously, um, with the, the COVID-3, if you like, not the 5, but the, the COVID-3 making an appearance on the on the bench. Now, I don't think there's any Rangers fan in the world, and I'd be shocked if there is one that said they saw this happening last night. I was... Not not jaw to the floor, but I thought, oh, this is a this is a big call from Gerard. Do you not think? No, totally agree with you. There's everybody has been honest, and they'll go back and say yesterday, like looking back, I didn't see that happening. Where I think I'm maybe got to get a bit of stick here is was it the right call or not? Um, I know Nathan Patterson went on and got us a goal. I, I was I was. I'll be honest, I was quite disappointed to see the three go back in uh, straight away. I'll, I'll, I'll put my cards on the table. I think I think Jones and Edmondson were almost villainised uh, by the media and some of their own fans. And there wasn't quite, there wasn't quite the public acknowledgement for the club straight away and then they've been loaned out. So there's every argument that that was always the plan for Jones and Edmondson to be loaned out for whatever reason. But it just feels that it's a bit different for these three players, and if anything, I think I think uh, they three and the other two is worse because they've you can almost put Jones and Edmondson down an area of judgment in a new situation, new pandemic. These guys have seen what happened to people who break the rules, and they're still waiting dinner. So unless I'm absolutely missing something, then I'm a you, so I'm a massive Gerard fanboy, and. Um, uh, it's, I hate when he gives that look to annoy journalists um, at the press conferences. It terrifies me. So it terrifies me <laughs> the, the thought of just. He's never really listened to this, I don't think, but it's still, I'm shaking myself. Just, you never know, mate. You never know. You never know. Saying publicly, I disagree with it. I, I was quite disappointed to see the three of them were, the three were back in the, the bench. Me, me and Ali had that. Uh, um... We've got Scotia, obviously, that does the podca- podcast with us as well. And Scotia is definitely the more pragmatic of, of the of the three of us. Um, me and Ali were very much. Ali was sacking every one of them. I, I wasn't quite as as far along as sacking sacking the three the three. But 
I didn't expect to see them this season. I honestly didn't. I didn't think they would be allowed the opportunity to do it. Chris, are you letting bygones be bygones here and trusting in Gerrard's decision? Obviously, it's good by hindsight knowing that Parson scored, but what's your, your opinion in seeing them in the starting lineup? Um, again, as a page, we made it a point just to talk about purely about what the club had stated. We never spoke about the players. Uh, when I was on the True Blue podcast again, we made the decision of we will discuss what the club's released. We're not going to talk about the players. We're not going to say who did this or we Jimmy down the road told me this story or that story. It's like the club's dealing with it. I think that I think you're right about uh, uh, Jones and Edmondson. I think the plan was the two of them were to go and go out and loan. But I also think there was a, a lot more going behind the scenes with those two to the point where I think Gerald wanted to kind of see them go away and loan for a bit. Uh, also, as well as there's a point of do you want to make a stance or do you want to win? And I think what Stephen Gerald done was they've done their 10 days isolation and I've no got, I've no got, uh, and I, I think maybe if Tavernier was fit, if Arfield was firing all cylinders, if Jack was back and Roof was there, then it'd be a different situation. But what Gerald made, made the call was, and forever how much, you know, this was all nipped in the bud right away. You know, it happened on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. Uh, so nobody came into training. They were off in the, you know, so the, the club dealt with it and dealt with it swiftly. And you can see that the players have clearly, like, are truly, truly sorry for what they've done. But at the same time, I think that, again, I think a lot of the, a lot of the kind of, um, kind of response from the fans is again much like that whole scar tissue thing of we need to get this league done like pure we need to get this league done we need to get this league done we need to get this league done so so it's, so like obviously I, like, I made a joke about I made a joke about it when Patterson scored so I put that bit from Dumb and Dumber with the bit when he goes and <laughs> yeah. up the bike and he's like yeah. pure I couldn't think you get any more stupid and you do something like this and totally redeem yourself <laughs> because that's the, that, that's that, that's that's the way I looked at it I, like Again, like you know, like you can have your opinion on things, but the fact is that the club's dealt with it, the managers dealt with it, and everybody's dealt with it. And if Steven Gerrard wants them back in the team, they're going to be back in the team. You know, even like obviously Bassey was probably the only one that never got on, that never got on the field. But if you look at the goal that uh, the the penalty that Wright got, it was it was Zungu that won the ball, turned the man and hit the the ball for him to then run through. You know, Nathan Parson got his goal, so they all made a direct impact in the game. And again, at the end of the day, regardless of your um, personal opinions of people on and off the field, it's about winning. And obviously, in the other podcasts, like I'm, I'm a big fan of like American sports, and 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 a lot of players have all got a lot of really kind of we, uh, kind of serious off-field issues. But yeah, the the the, the, the as they call, they don't call them the team, the organization as they call them, it's about winning. It's about winning, and that's what they care about. Like like. Case in point with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, like the guy uh, Antonio Brown at the start of the season, he was an absolute pariah in the league. But Tom Brady was like, no, we need that guy to win. 
and then they go off and win the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, so 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 people's personal opinions. But at the end of the day, if the coach and everybody else is like, nah, do you know what? The guy's made a that guy's made a mistake, but he's the guy. You know, like but the case in point, you know, we're we're all, we're all falling over Alfredo Morelos today, but then obviously there's large parts of the fans, like you hear the like people people I've, I've talked to have used the term of Alfredo Morelos as a as a as a a player you can was a, a role, unreliable he's a very unreliable player like he does these things and this all happens and stuff like that but that's just what you've got to do to have somebody like Alfredo Morelos in your side he is that guy you're never going to change him he's that he's that um, bubbling pot as long as the lid stays on and it bubbles Everton's great if the lid goes off all bets are off that's I told again yeah. I Touch wood, I'm no jinxes, but this shouldn't be an issue again. Surely if it's happened twice, we're not going to get any more. But with that whole ethos of it's all about winning and absolutely get that, at what point do you draw the line? Because if it is all about winning, then that does create a bit of a culture where you have the Barry Ferguson who, you know, Barry Ferguson was the most talented midfielder at both spells at Rangers at the time. But the, you know, the line was said that he'd, it, it wouldn't get away with everything. The line was drawn. So I think the question is, at what point do you draw the line? Because I don't think, if Greg Stewart went to some sort of party a couple of weeks ago, he wouldn't be on the bench for Rangers again. But because it's Parsons and Group, they have a role to play, then that's okay. It almost encourages, if you're a, if you're a more talented football player, then, you know, the, not all the same rules apply. And I'm probably, you know, I'm probably turning something into nothing, but I'm just... When you said Morelos, I've been giving Morelos petals this season because it's so frustrating. I think there has to be a line that gets drawn, and not just with the COVID, with, with any sort of behavioural issues. I think the same as well as with Gerard, Gerard himself. Gerard, Gerard himself, last last season, a lot of people could say that COVID saved Gerard. Because after that loss to Hamilton, you know, and the loss to Hearts away and stuff like that, there was people who were calling for his head, and but but right now he is oh he's the guy and he's absolutely and and that's the thing is like he, he, he everybody's constantly learning and everybody's constantly growing and nobody's an expert at anything. That's the that's the whole point of life. We're we're, we're just learning as we go and we're making it up as we go along. We make everybody makes mistakes and if these guys have made a mistake, obviously if like you know let's just say. They decide to meet some girl on the internet and fly to Spain and, and then fly back and play in a game. Or say they met some girl on the internet and flew, flew a girl from America to come and stay with them for two weeks. You know, or like, or take an injured player to the Middle East and then for a pint. something happens. You know, like that that that's that's different level. The fact is that. You know, we're 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 all dealing with COVID. We're all dealing with these like little bubbles and stuff like that. Like pure, you know, you're not supposed to be interacting with your outside and stuff like that. Then that's fair enough. But in terms of the, this is this because again I made again I again again I made a joke of it was like a guy smashing up a computer and I was like Celtic fans uh, emailing UEFA. Uh, about how Patterson got a game and all this sort of stuff, and, and, and it's like, like, but again, it's like, you know, unless you're, unless you're, unless you know what's going on behind the scenes, everybody's got different levels of equity 
built up in the bank. You know, like, Alan McGregor could go off and have an absolute howler of a game, but he's done so much that you're kind of like, yeah. you know what? Do you know what? I'll let you off with that. You know, like, the guy's married now. You know, so obviously this nickname he's got is finished, but yeah. But he's got this reputation of being a bit of a rascal and, oh, you know, Big McGregor. But again, you know, but he's a good goalkeeper. You know, like Paul, Paul Gascoigne had his troubles off the field, but on the field, you know, it's just, I think that, I think that again, that we're, we're in this kind of really, everybody's in their house, everybody's on social media, everybody's blowing everything up more than it is. It's just the fact is that the club dealt with it. The club's told them all to go away for 10 days. They've passed the 10 days. If, if I don't think they would have ever broke the 10-day isolation rule to bring them back in the team. Mm. But literally, they're ready, and they've probably turned around and said to them, see while you're away, this is what you used to do for 10 days, so stay fit. It's yeah. not like they've went home and sat in their arse and yeah. played video games, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. And I think, but, but again, like we're talking about like scar tissue and stuff like that, that's the thing. Everybody just wants to get this over the line. Everybody just, it's, it's just this pure, it has to finish. This has, you know, I can't believe that it's real until you physically see James Tavenier hold that trophy. Oh, I can't wait for that day, mate. I, I'm longing for that day. Um, I'm, I'm desperate for it. And I suppose we've just got to put it down to it. Uh, and Gerard be trusting and the club be trusting. They're making the right decisions for the, the club. And last night, Parsons come on and he scored that goal. And he's redeemed himself. I mean, you, you can't really take it away from the boy. He was on the park for about 15, 16 seconds, whatever it was. And he's he's buried it. And he's put Rangers in total control of that game. But obviously, Chris, you've mentioned... Uh, Alfredo Morelos and Ali, I'll come to you now, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll wax a wee, wax lyrical a wee bit about um, Alfredo last night. He was, he was truly unplayable. Oh, that's the word, unplayable. I mean, he was, he was, he was uh, back to his best, Morelos last night. I mean, those defenders didn't know how to deal with Morelos. I thought the first twenty minutes, him and Kent, the link-up play with the two of them was brilliant. I thought his hold-up play was brilliant. He's just, he's a terror up there. You, you don't know how, how to deal with him. And the, the front three interchange quite a lot. So he drags he drags centre-halves out, creates space for Kent and Hadji and runners like Aribo to go in behind. He's a nightmare to play against. And when we lost him for the, the three games and we had Itton up front and I think it was a roof up front at one point, you, you, you knew Morelos wasn't in the team. I just think he brings so much to Rangers. And I know... You can say he's been frustrating this year. He's not scored as many, scored as many goals. I, I just think he's playing. He's more of a team player this year, Morelos, than previously. Last season we relied on Morelos' goals. This season we don't. Look where the goals come from. All over the park the goals come with Rangers now. So, but last night he was he was he was brilliant. And I think I mean Scotia gave him man of the match in our pod for the the first leg as well. And we all gave it we gave it to Barisic, Scarney and. I probably actually agree with Scotia as well on the, on the first leg, actually looking back at it, because he, he assisted in all four goals. He was involved last night again. He's coming back into form. And obviously we go to the other side of the city in three games' time, and I would just love it for him to score the winner that just sinks them to win the title. And oh, it's, it, oh, I just, it's the one thing I really, really want for Morelos, and 
even last night we got the wee we got the wee fifty second uh, interview with Alfie last night, which was a a good one by Rangers. I mean, I'm still thinking it was a voiceover because they had the face mask on. So it was, <laughs> like it. It was because uh, all we've heard for Alfie, we spoke today. All we've heard for Alfie is we are the people. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Sound bites from him basically. So to actually listen to him last night, it's like I can't actually speak English, all right? But no, he's coming into his own Morelos at the moment now, and I he was outstanding last night. He really was, and I just I just I think he'll kick on the rest of the season and really he'll start to score a lot of goals as well now. Yeah, I think he was actually playing on how much English he actually knows as well. He's no daft doing Morelos, he knows fine well. He's not a silly boy, do you know what it's I mean? Only, it's only <laughs> Instagram lives he does sometimes. He fully understands think, English, he knows exactly what he's talking about. I think the thing that you're saying that as well about Morelos is like having players like for, for the last two seasons, we've had Morelos in this absolute purple patch of goals from the start of the season up to Christmas time, and it falls away. And the player that I keep on bringing up is when Walter Smith was there, Kyle Lafferty. Kyle Lafferty was hopeless <laughs> till the last like <laughs> three last months of the season. <laughs> and then he would just turn up and absolutely just destroy teams. And that's the thing, is like, like okay, obviously you've got teams that'll that'll be that that's that's the guy. So Barcelona, it's all about you know Messi and and then you know, it's all about Neymar and Ronaldo and Lewandowski and all these sort of guys. But then, but we don't have we don't have that guy. Every, and I think the big thing happened this year is the fact is that everybody's taken their turn to step up to the plate. You know, Tavernier went on a rampage and scored loads of goals. He scored an absolute stun of a free kick. It's like Barisic is chipped in. Go, was it? They're saying as well that Goldson scored more goals and uh, more league goals than Lee Griffiths this, this season. Has he really? Aye. He has, aye. Oh, man. Actually, exactly. Ah, exactly. So you've got him and it's stuff like that that I'm starting to go. I love the fact that Kamara scored that goal. So now in my head, I'm sitting there going, who's no scored? I was like, Balogun's no scored. So seeing we go up to corners, I'm like, oh, I'd love it if Balogun scored. Because I want everybody to get a goal. I want everybody yeah. to have that that moment. Obviously, again, we we, we uh, bounced this about. Uh, it was the Mourinho, was it Mourinho's first season at Chelsea. And they got to the last game of the season. I think they were like winning a game by a mile. And they gave a penalty to Claude McAuley. And he scored it. And he never scored all season. And Mourinho and the bench all went absolutely berserk because he scored it. So in my head, I'm sitting there going, we're going to be 2 up against Celtic. We're going to get a penalty and we're going to turn around and Alan McGregor's going to walk up to the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's, and everybody's just going to go, there we go. This is it. This is it. This is, it. This is, it. This is, it. This is going to be amazing. That would be something else, mate. Oh, that would be... Oh, that would, that'd be I can't even think about that because I, I would love that so much. Um, Colin... Is it written in the stars for Morelos to score number 55 at Parkhead? To win 55 even? Aye, it has to be. It has to be, but you know what I'm quite gutted about? See his goal against Dundee United. That one happens once in a blue moon. That's the kind of goal I'd want him to show at Parkhead. Just, it comes off the back of his arse and totally unmen, and we just have it hanging over their heads forever. Morelos scored the goal against you and it's a pure shite goal, but Yes. Look at Chris Boyd. Chris Boyd. He's what? He's one goal against Celtic. He shinned it. Aye, exactly. It's 
and just having that hang over their head, I would have loved that to have against Celtic. But you know what? See, even if he doesn't, um, I'm I'm never going to take like I'm never going to accept the argument that Morelos isn't a good player because he's not scored against Celtic. It's it's an absolute nonsense. Like he's been phenomenal this year, and what Chris was saying there about everybody else chipping in. This isn't new what Morelos is doing. Obviously, he's done it at a higher level, but see all this coming in deep, supporting the midfield, turning players, going out wide. He's done that the last two years, but he just didn't have the support. He's, yes, he's taking it up to another level, but everybody else is now supporting him. And uh, he he's another one that's just... They all do. They just deserve to go and lift that trophy. But if he can... I don't know if if Tavernier can take a long throw and Morelos isn't looking and hits half his arse and goes past... Barkas, that's the perfect goal for me. Just as, well, we're also we're tuning pigeons at Ibrooks um, as well, mate. So they're obviously <laughs> seen him on the pitch. So an assist from a pigeon would be good. I think I would en- I would enjoy that. Is that the first time it would have happened? No, the first time. I know, not the first time. Is this is this to add to the long list of conspiracy theories this season? Yes, of course, mate. There's there's so many. There's Again, that's about four pods, mate. The length I can, the conspiracies. Mason pigeons now, I think's the the biggest one that we're, we're getting stuck into the now. So, but yeah, I mean, Rangers performed admirably last night. Five um, two. It was just one of the games again. I don't know what it is about Rangers in Europe. Um, sometimes the the games seem to go a bit a bit crazy. So, and obviously leads us on to the draw today. Um, Rangers got Slavia Prague. Um, Chris, I'll come to you first. Do you fancy our chances? Um, I fancy our chances get every, against anybody. I don't like. As the draw was getting made, mate, I just went and picked up my missus. Actually, sorry to cut you off, mate. I just picked up my missus from work, and I was coming back, and I had it on uh, YouTube going through my fo- going through my car. And I was listening, and as like as the teams were coming out, Rangers were still not mentioned. Then Man U were mentioned, and I was like, oh, it's written in the stars to get Man United, and it didn't happen. And then it's Slavia Prague, and I'm like, well, that's, that's not bad. Like, do you know what I mean? That's that's not bad. So. I, what do you think? You think Rangers are do all right? I think, uh, yeah, I do. I do. I think the fact is as well is like, uh, is Brendan Rodgers going to help out Gerald to try and give us some inside inside scope? You know, obviously no. The, all the Leicester, uh, he came out the day and uh, took the blame for how they performed, um, and a lot of Leicester fans aren't happy. But he's he's got them playing some uh, some really really cool football, and you know. Playing us that way, and he's a very, very good manager. So I'd hope that his uh, relationship with Gerald, he can kind of give us a bit of an inside track. But I think that that's the, that's the other thing as well is what we're talking about the players being well drilled and well coached. I don't think that we are so prepared for every team we play against. You know, in terms of like the the, 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 the moment this draw was made. You know that the, the the coaching staff will be watching DVDs of everything about this club and everything that they could possibly do and every possible uh, threat they could possibly offer us. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I, obviously, I, 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 again, I think the fact that uh, that um, everyone's like, oh, they want a big glamour tie, but the whole point of a big glamour tie is to go away to the games. So if we can't yeah. go to the games, why do you want a big glamour tie? Obviously, yeah. I think everybody's all pure, pure gutted because they're going to miss a big session in Prague. Um, and obviously, <laughs> like, everyone's all trying to figure out how do I get to Prague? Can I drive to Prague? You know, do I have to get do I have to get COVID a COVID jag to go to Prague? And that's that. That's the one more than anything else. I, 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 in terms of the club, I, I, I don't. I, I, I'd want us to watch us play anybody. And and you know what? If we were to come up against a side and like we did last season, 
see coming up against a side like Bayer Leverkusen and coming up against a side and going, there we go, that's our level. That team was just too good for us. And that's how you learn. You know, yep. like you, you don't want to turn around and go, oh, we get beat by Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen were a phenomenal team. They, they won in mugs. So, you know, and, and for us, and I think the fact is our coaching staff have probably looked at them and went, look how they play. Look at it. And it's, you know, we've learned from it. And that's it's benefited us, whereas other people see a defeat as in like, oh, no, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. You know, it is what it is. But again, yeah. that's just me. <laughs> Colin, you fancy your chance against Sylvia Prague, mate? Um, it's that cliche. You don't get any easy ties at this level. You don't get any easy games. But they've gone and they're a decent mob. They put out Leicester, so Rangers will have to be at it. But there's every chance that well, no every chance. I'm confident if Rangers play at their absolute best and set up right, we can, uh, we can go through. Uh, I like what Chris said there about the like testing your level. I I wanted a man you asked him because I wanted to see how Rangers put up against an English team because I don't think that maybe out with the top two or three, but I don't think England's all that all it's made up to be. Um, but maybe we can get one of them in the quarterfinals. Who knows? Watch this space. Fingers crossed. Ali, what's your thoughts Ali, against Slavia Prague? I was the same as Colin. I, I desperately wanted an English team. And when it was getting, <laughs> obviously when Man United came out, I was like, oh, please, Man United. My boss, obviously I work for an English company. He's a Man United fan, so I was desperate to get them. But wasn't to be. But I think they're a decent mob, Slavia Prague. There's no mugs in the last 16. They're, they're unbeaten in their league, I've seen today, just like us. So... Yeah, I think they'll be a decent mob. I know they get put out in the Champions League qualifiers by Michelin, who we obviously beat uh, previous season. But no, I, 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 I fancy Rangers against anyone in Europe at the moment, to be honest. And they took their two goals against Leicester really well. Yeah, I, I really think, well, think, yeah, really well. And I think that I think that's that, that's the big thing that stuck out. Stuck out. It was obviously um, Leicester are, you know, uh, are we're we're in this kind of a group of this kind of new generation of managers of this high press Bielsa style football, and you know this this is what everybody all wants to play, and we're one of these clubs. And I think Leicester again, uh, Brendan Rodgers is definitely of a kind of a disciple of Bielsa, like Guardiola and all these people. And I, 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 so I think that you know to get caught in the break, I think the big difference is that we've got players that are that are waiting to get to. You know, get back and defend as well, you know, so, you know, but again. I hope, I hope we, we take our lessons for Benfica, so talk about finding a level. I think uh, in both ties at uh, Benfica, there was bits where, you know, we were quite lucky to get away with the job, but in other points, we're kind of unlucky to, to know win the game. So I think there's so much in, in the Benfica games, we've done so much, played so well and going forward, but our defensive aspects and losing our shape and switching off, we need to learn a lot for that. So I think if we learn the mistakes for there, we'll be fine. The way I looked at it as well is like the way how we played against Benfica. If that was the last thirty-two, we'd have went through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. yeah, I know, yeah. But uh, my my opinion on the next opposition, Slavia Prague, is fear no foe. Um, I, I don't mind who it is. Just let's 
come come give a go if you think you're hard enough. Um, I think we can compete with any team really left in this competition. Not saying that I, I think Rangers are going to win the Europa League or anything, um, but stranger things have happened and Rangers are looking good and we seem to be kind of hitting a, hit a bit of form just now. So, gentlemen, we'll wrap up um, tonight. The taxis are waiting outside. It's time for us all to go home. Um, so just... First off, Chris, thank you so much for giving your time up tonight, mate, to come on to the podcast. I really appreciated it, mate. No problem at all. I'm, I'm, come on anytime, just give me a shout. Give your, give your Twitter shout-outs and whatever else. Rangers on tour, everywhere. Yep, Rangers on tour, Rangers on tour, everything. Just find us and we'll be there. Uh, <laughs> and also as well, uh, our website, uh, rangersontour.co.uk and our mental health campaign, uh, We Are. Obviously, the reason why we've done that is because we are the champions, we are the people, and you know we are here to help. Uh, yeah, and that and that's done really well. Uh, through, uh, I think that's probably been our biggest achievement this year. Uh, just giving people that opportunity and a space to go to, and showing that there is there are things out there, you know, and that and and that's that uh, our mission from right from the start. If we could help one person, we've already succeeded, and we've helped a lot of people. So. You know that's 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 our biggest thing. Here, 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 mate. I'll raise a glass to that. Um, that's a fantastic cause, mate. Um, it's absolutely spot on. Um, go get to it. There's always somebody there to listen if you need to talk. Um, every one of us sitting right here right now. Um, you follow us, whatever you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever you follow us. Our DMs are always open. We are always here to listen. We have to look out for each other. Um, we don't call ourselves a Rangers family for nothing. So well in Chris, mate. And again, thank you for your time, Colin. Thank you very much, my friend. Um, you'll probably be sick of the sight of me now. <laughs> oh, mate, it's always a pleasure. Uh, always a pleasure to come on and uh, speak about all things Rangers. Uh, it's, I really enjoyed the night's been to And again, your gallant few everywhere. YouTube, <clears throat> Instagram. We, we spam you everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, <laughs> whatever. If you, I'm not really lying. If you want to listen to four edits on a Skype call, Come days a whole. That's all <laughs> the dangers. It's kind of kind of the concept behind this podcast tonight, mate. To be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, mate, I, I really do appreciate it. And Ali Pearson, thank you. You didn't have a choice, but thank you very much, mate. I know oh, it was good to do a different pod with, with Chris and Carl. It was decent. So hopefully we can do a few more down the line and hi, see what yeah. happens. Yeah, we'll hopefully have you on on again soon. So, yeah, this has been The Lounge uh, in Club at 22. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. Please like, subscribe, follow, follow, share anywhere that you can. Um, it really, we really do appreciate it. And also go follow Rangers on tour, follow the Gallant Few, Real Rangers content. Um, we're all here to support fan content. It's, it's the way forward for us and for our club. So we'll speak to you again next time. We have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers. Much, mate. I know it was good to do a different pod with, with Chris and Carl. It was decent, so hopefully we can do a few more down the line and hi, see what yeah. happens. Yeah, we'll hopefully have you on on again soon. So yeah, this has been the lounge uh, in Club at Twenty Two. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. Please like, subscribe, follow, follow, share anywhere that you can. Um, it really, we really do appreciate it. And also go follow Rangers on tour, follow the Gallant Few, Real Rangers content. Um, we're all here to support fan content. It's it's the way forward for us and for our club. So we'll speak to you again next time. We have been Club at Twenty Two, the Rangers podcast. Cheers.